so started to to prioritize my time for myself. So I went to bed a little bit earlier, which, you know, that's always a little challenging for us as parents, right? What, when do we say it's enough of all the things that we've done? So I, I would go to bed a little bit earlier and put, so one of them is, yeah, put yourself first, put that time first for yourself in the morning. And then, you know, the other tip would be to schedule time with your partner and to not let it disappear off the calendar to actually stick to it no matter what that you've got that date night whether you've had a fight or not especially maybe if you've had a fight is you you stick to the date night and you move through that because that's really giving you and your partner the message that your relationship is important Hello, Blissful Parents out there. Michelle Abraham, your host of Blissful Parenting Podcast. I am here today with Virio Carnivan, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Virio. She's going to help us reignite playfulness and connection in our intimate relationships. Do you moms have that? (laughs) I hope you do. (laughs) If not, she's going to help us today because sometimes that gets lost along the way with all the duties our parents have to do in the daily grind. So Virio, thank you for joining us today. And first say hi, I'm going to read and going to tell them a little bit more about you. So thanks for joining us. Awesome. My pleasure, Michelle, to come and join with all of you today. Thank you. And Virio is joining us from her cabin, which is very cool. This is where she lives. Her and I share that in common. We both live in cabins in the woods, and I live on a lake in mine. And you're pretty close to a lake too, I heard. (laughs) I can see the lake from here. Yes, I have a lake just steps away from my cabin as well. So awesome. I love that. So Virio is the mother of two adult sons. She's a grandmother and a relationship and pleasure coach. She also has a master's in education has been teaching for over 15 years. So she is known as the pleasure coach Virio, an expert in sacred femininity and sexuality. She has been empowering women to feel confident in their female bodies since 2008 and her clients call her the shame buster. So I love that Vario, And we're so glad you're here because I think as parents, we feel like we have to give all the pleasure to our kids sometimes and let, you know, focus all the attention on them. When really, if we help take care of ourselves first, we would be much better parents. I think at the end of the day, do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And I learned that the hard way. <laughs> so if I can <laughs> help people to that. So for me, well, two things. One, I was married. My first marriage, um, I chose to end it after 17 years. And I definitely put myself last and I lost myself completely. And it cost me my mental, emotional, uh, physical and spiritual health. And unfortunately, as well, uh, my first husband, my kid's son's uh, dad was also suffering from PTSD and a vehicle accident. And when I finally actually put myself first, you know, maybe had I put myself first sooner, I might have actually married ended the marriage sooner as well, which I think my kids would have been less exposed to so much fighting and all kinds of other things. I, I did not know how to put myself first. And I bought the lie that we're told as parents to sacrifice yourself and give and give and give to your kids and your community and your school and maybe even your church and you know, your elderly parents, because some of us have elderly parents and then children. And, and I found that that's the biggest lie that we're told, that if we actually fill ourselves up and give to ourselves first, 
we're way happier. And I mean, we know that in many languages, many countries, it says if the mama's happy, everybody's happy, happy wife, happy life. So we've heard that, but we don't necessarily practice it because we're actually celebrated when we sacrifice ourselves and we're a martyr, but we're not sacrificed if we say, you know, I'm just going to go home and go to bed or take care of myself. That's not usually applauded in our society, right? You're more applauded when you you give and give and give. And some people will say how amazing you are. She stayed up till stupid o'clock and she did this and she did that. Isn't she great? And I'm thinking, but what is the cost she paid? So, wow. Why do you think us as women, like, it seems like such an, when you hear it aloud, it really seems like something that was like from generations ago that we should be over by now and like moved on to the new way of doing things. Why do you think we haven't been able to move past that? Oh, you know, I I think there's lots of reasons. One is we have a lot of beliefs around that, right? And we're not conscious of those beliefs. So we have a belief that it's selfish. Most of the women I work with and families I work with, we carry this belief that it's selfish to put ourselves first and nobody wants to be selfish. So that's, that's a big one. We often have beliefs that we're undeserving. And let's face it. I mean, I'm, I'm 59 years young. I'll be 16 in three months. I look and feel younger today than I did at 40. And if I look at my ancestors, like my grandmother, there was no time for you. <laughs> like they, they were in survival mode, right? I mean, my grandmother uh, had a well and she hauled water and washed everything by hand. And so the concept of even having this extra time for yourself, maybe it's new to our generation. I don't know. Although I, when I think back, my grandmother in many ways actually probably was better at me at actually having time for herself maybe they had less distractions, right? They didn't have, she didn't even have TV at first, no TV, no technology. So technology is supposed to save time. And yet I think for myself, anyway, what's true is sometimes I waste a lot of time because I'm, you know, sucked into Facebook or Gmail or things. And then suddenly hours have passed. So I think we're in it. We're in a different world. First of all, yeah. Beliefs we're in a different world different priorities. I apologize. Flies keep going across my camera if I check out for a moment. (laughs) I'm sure there's other reasons as well that I I think, I think another, a third reason would be that we've lived in this patriarchy for thousands of years and it very much values reasoning and the mind and denies the body and denies the feminine. So we're inundated with propaganda and culturally things that we don't value our health and our body. And like I said, the feminine. So I think it's, it's, we're inundated with it everywhere. Yeah, that's a, it's a good one. And, you know, I think that one of the reasons that, and probably you too, like why I moved, we moved with our family from the city to somewhere that was a smaller town and more in nature is because we were craving that connection back to earth, back to each other. Like we're missing that connection. My husband and I were passing each other like at the door from one shift to another commuting. He was commuting three hours a day. And, you know, we just, we didn't have what we thought like was supposed to be like a family kind of life. It was like very much like so consumed by all the activities. And what we found when we moved to a smaller town was like, there was less options but that was a lot less stressful. So you didn't feel like you had to be in everything and sign up for everything and do everything because there wasn't as many options. So for me, that was a big stress relief and that gave us a little bit more time and a little bit more 
freedom as a family to then connect better too. But today we're really going to dive a little bit more into that connection that sometimes when we're so busy gets lost. We're so focused on our kids. It gets lost between the parents, gets lost between the spouses in an intimate relationship. And so I'm curious, like, what are some of the mistakes that you think parents are making right now that makes us disconnect or lose that connection in our relationships so quick when we have kids? Well, I think one, we've already touched on it, that we put ourselves last, right? I've now switched that order. And my first order is my connection with source, all that is divine, whatever you want to call that. So that's my first connection. Then my next connection is actually with myself. And then my third connection is with my beloved partner. And then my kids and my parents and my friends and family come after that. I've changed the order. Whereas before I was very unconscious and I had put my kids first. I put my kids, my parents, my first husband, I put everybody and everything else first. So that's, you know, that's probably the first one. And I think the next one is that we don't realize that you know, we're really good at investing time with our children. And on the, I remember listening to you with Heather and Genevieve, we need to have that connection with our children. So we need to actually have quality time with them. And yet sometimes we don't. And maybe if we do, we forget that we also need that with our, our husband, right? With our partner. And I think it's easy to, you know, especially for those who have chosen to get married or be in a long-term relationship and have a family and kids, we don't continue to invest time. We take care of our vehicles, we take care of our homes, we take care of our kids, but we forget to actually invest time in our intimate relationship. And so we neglect it and we neglect ourselves. I mean, that's what I did, both neglected myself and then my partner. Well, that didn't even make it to the list either. So it's no wonder we don't have that that connection because we've neglected it. And so part of it is to come back to that place of more devotion and connection of the things that we did at the beginning, like before we had children, right? When we were with our partner and you do special things for each other and you have dates. And so I think forgetting that we still actually need to do that and not to take each other for granted. Those would be the two, I think the two big ones. And I think then the third one would be that when we have change and let's face it, having children changes our lives drastically. It's, you know, we don't, they don't come with a manual and myself and and probably those of you who are listening, we, there's a lot of things that are surprising, right? I found for me, I went from having this freedom 24 seven, and then you've got kids and suddenly you're 24 seven, a parent, you can't just say, well, today I'd like not to be a parent. We're, We're still a parent. So I think, you know, we're not really prepared for that change and maybe to recognize that because that has impacted all of our relationships, we've kind of got to renegotiate what that looks like. We've got to rediscover how, how do we possibly have a relationship with ourselves and a relationship with our, with our husband, our partner, significant other amidst trying to be a parent with all the, like you said, the distractions and the obligations and, you know, for people, that's one of the reasons I did move into the countryside as well is to have less of those distractions that are their obligations and that. So I think those are the three big ones that are coming to my mind at this moment. Yeah, those are great. I can definitely relate to all of those. And like, do you think also too, like after having kids, there's some changes like, you, you know, you're tired, you're exhausted. 
Like there's so many things to do in a day. And, you know, our parents that we're talking to today are mostly school-age kids. So they've gone through that darkness phase of having kids to kind of seeing the light in the tunnel. The kids are in the school now. But then there's so many things in a day to get done. What are some tips as to little things that we could do that will help spark that connection with our partner that might not take a lot of time and that you can still feel like you're connecting? What you said also sparked one other thing, Michelle, is that when we have children, especially for us as women, our bodies change. And some of you might be, have gone through or going through perimenopause or menopause. And so we have these huge changes in our body as well. And, and our bodies aren't always doing things the way we would like them to, as we recover from pregnancy and childbirth and parenting and exhaustion, all of those things play a big part. So I think one of the big ones is to be compassionate with ourselves, be gentle with ourselves. First of all, I think that's super important. And then another one would be to transform some of those beliefs. I mean, find somebody who can help you to to transform the beliefs. That's with my clients. That's one of the things I do is, is we do a lot of mindset shifting so that we can transform those beliefs that are stopping us. We talked about at the beginning that it's selfish or we don't deserve it, or who do we think we are? Or we worry Yeah. Or we worry about judgment from other people. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that would be one of the big ones would be to reach out and get some support to transform some of those beliefs so that you can actually believe that you deserve to have an intimate, happy relationship in and out of the bedroom and all those areas Mm -hmm. and that it actually impacts everything. Right. Again, when the mom is happy, everybody's happy. Right. So if we do things that so prioritize our own happiness not only in our relationship, but I would say start with yourself. So one of the things that I started to do kind of more in the latter years of parenting was I started to gift myself the first 10 minutes of the day or half hour of the day, rather than getting up and taking care of my children and and them getting ready for school. I started to get up maybe 10 minutes or half an hour earlier and I did things for me. I did my pleasure practices that I have and also meditation and I do a little bit of goddess Jigong workout. So I did that in the morning. So started to, to prioritize my time for myself. So I went to bed a little bit earlier, which, you know, that's always a little challenging for us as parents, right? What, when do we say it's enough of all the things that we've done? So I, I would go to bed a little bit earlier. And so one of them is, yeah, put yourself first, put that time first for yourself in the morning. and then. The other tip would be to schedule time with your partner and to not let it disappear off the calendar, to actually stick to it no matter what, that you've got that date night, whether you've had a fight or not, especially maybe if you've had a fight, is you you stick to the date night and you move through that because that's really giving you and your partner the message that your relationship is important. And then what a beautiful role model for our children, right? I mean, I'm sure as parents, I know that's true for me. I want my children to be in a happy, healthy, satisfying relationship. Mm -hmm. So we've got to model it, right? If we don't model it, they're never going to learn that. Ourselves are priority, the relationship are priority, book those date nights. I mean, ideally, if you could weekly, and if you can't weekly, then at least once a month, send the kids to grandma or get a babysitter. It's worth the investment. And and sometimes we think, oh, well, I can't afford to. And that was one of your other talks I listened to. And it's like, well, we can't afford not to actually, because the irony is if we don't fill ourselves up from the inside and reconnect and rekindle that connection with our partner, we'll end up wasting that money on 
you know, we'll eat emotionally or we'll go and go, we'll go shopping, right? As women, we will fill ourselves up with mindless shopping or other things. So the money that you might've paid a babysitter, if, if that's what, because some of us said, you know, you, some people don't have family nearby. I know that if we don't invest that money into our relationship, the money will go somewhere else anyway, because we're not filled out. We're not nourished. So we end up trying to fill up in other ways that aren't usually that healthy. Yeah. It kind of feels like it's like, you know, yes, what are some tips that we can do to connect with our, with our spouse, but like connecting with them has to make you, you have to feel good about yourself first before you can even connect with them. So then taking the time for you first is then going to prepare you to then feel good, not guilty, be ready then to give more energy to someone else when you've got a full cup. So I like how you answered that because it really was like bringing it back to you. Yeah, sure. There's lots of things you could do during the day to connect or, you know, schedule date nights and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you're still not taking care of you first, then that's never going to really help anything. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then just that reminder to reach out and get some support. If you've got some beliefs that are stopping you, which my experience has been the women I've been blessed to serve and their families, as most of us do the undeservingness, it's selfish, or um, I don't have time. <laughs> That's another one. We tell ourselves the time we don't have time. And yet, you know, check your phone. I don't know how to do that on my Android yet. I've still got to figure it out. But I know on the iPhones, you can go and look how much screen time have you had. Right. And so most of us, we do have time. We just haven't made it a priority. So mm-hmm. do you have any tips for how to like conquer that, that obstacle that we put up of time? Well, one is, yeah, to, to do some mindset shifting on that, get some support. Um, that's probably the first thing that I do working with my clients is we transform some of those beliefs because that's usually what stops us is the mindset that we have. And I think then the other one is to communicate with our family you know, because we're now going to be changing things, right? So communicate with our family, set ourselves up to win and sit down and have a, I like regularly with my children, we had a Sunday night, we planned the meals for the week. And we also talked about what we all needed. So I would say things like, I need to know that when I'm doing my practices in the morning, that I'm not interrupted. And, you know, if you get up before me, you're welcome to go and, you know, get your own breakfast started. So we teach our children independent skills so that they don't uh, need us for everything, right? So we start to tell them what we need. We ask for what we need and what beautiful role modeling, right? As as parents, when we can tell our children, these are my needs too. And we show them that we have individual needs and then they can start to ask for what they need as well. And then we can set ourselves up to win that they don't just suddenly find mom's not available. And she used to be like, catering to us in the morning and now where's mom like what happened to mom right so it's it's asking for what we need set it up to win tell them you know when I have those 10 uninterrupted minutes or that half hour in the morning at what that provides for me so we can tell them what it provides for me is it it helps me to fill my cup so I can give to you from my overflow I'll be more relaxed I won't be so cranky I'll be happier you know so we tell them what it provides for us and I know I was really good at that. And I would, I would do my meditating in the morning. And I know sometimes my older son would say to me in the morning, he's like, mom, did you, did you do your practices? You're meditating this morning. And sure enough, the morning that I hadn't, I was more impatient. I was more reactive and they were really 
it was easy for them to go, yeah, mom, you know what? We're good. Go do your practices. Cause they know that they get a better version of me when I go and I do my practices. So they learned very quickly that, yeah, when mom's happy and she does her practices, she's a better mom and we like her better. So that's, um, that's important as well, whether it's in the morning or, you know, after work for, I know um, for my son's dad, he would actually say when he got home from work, he needed 20 minutes to just go sit and meditate and kind of shift from work mode to becoming father mode. And so we know he came in, we said hi, and then we just left him alone to have his transition time of 20 minutes. So as I started to give myself permission to have my time in the morning, and then when he would get home from work, I would also give him his time so he can transition so that he could be a better dad rather than he arrives at the door and I'm like, oh my gosh, this happened, this happened, this happened, right? For those of us who are stay-at-home moms, we might be a little adult deprived and then our spouse (laughs) arrives at the door and we just, you know, so giving our partner transition time, whether for some of us, it's as women, you might be the one working outside of the home or both of you. So allowing that transition time so that we can meet each other in a hopefully a more connecting, happier, playful place. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I remember my mom doing that. Actually, she was telling me this weekend when I saw her that she's like, when she used to come home from work, she'd like actually sit in the car for 10 or 15 minutes to do some deep breathing and decompressing before she could come in. Because when that way her house was set up, she'd come in and she was like right in the middle of the kitchen and all the chaos. And she was just like, I can't, I can't handle all that right from the beginning. So uh, she was, she was telling me that this, uh, this past weekend actually was just interesting and it just just reiterates yeah you really need to give yourself that permission I love what you said about the meet the, the Sunday meetings too I think that's a really great idea just so everyone can I've got a Virgo son and so he always loves to know like what's the plan what's the plan <laughs> and so I think that would be really helpful too like to really uh, set out the week in a good way and ask everyone what their needs are I think that's a great idea absolutely that's awesome. So can you share with us how you work with your clients? Like, what do you, what do you offer your clients? Is it in a one-on-one kind of setting or group setting or what it is? And then we'd love to find out more about how to work with you. I have kind of two options. I have my pleasure program, which is for women and they receive group coaching from me. Most of them are moms. That's just kind of the ones who come to me. They receive one-on-one private coaching and they work with me for 12 months because My experience has been that in order to have lasting change, I used to work with women for three months. And then what I noticed is the women who had the most transformation and their relationships were like happy in and out of the bedroom and things had really shifted and they were happier. They were actually the women who had me there supporting them, mentoring them. They had the sisterhood for 12 months. They had lots of support to transform those beliefs. So the mindset practices, we transform those as well. So that's one, one thing that I do. And then the other one is I work with families and all of this right now, of course, is online. There's, you know, uh, blessings with that. We can work remotely. I also work with families. I have a couple of families that I work with where I'm working with their, their children as well. And I work with the parents because I usually won't work with the children and, and and some of them are adult children unless I also work with the parents because what I find happens is if mm-hmm. I don't support the if I support the children in transforming some beliefs 
but I don't actually work with the parents as well, then what happens is the parents sort of drag the kids back into that old belief unconsciously, not intentionally, because the beliefs come to us when we're in utero to seven years old. So for those of us who are parents, it's okay. We all made mistakes. We did the best we could when our children were little. So don't, don't beat yourself up for those mistakes that you made. You know, we can, we can shift those beliefs. We can get support so that you can, you know, help your kids so that if they have beliefs that aren't serving them, or you have beliefs that aren't serving you, then you can shift those and we can train. That's what I do is I, I support you in training your subconscious mind to go from all those draining, I call them the the four Fs, <laughs> fight, flight, freeze, or F you, which becomes hallway <laughs> sex after a while. And I help you to train your subconscious mind to go to more states of being that are uplifting, right? Like hope and courage and willingness and peace and communication and connection and all of those. So yeah, and I, I tend to, um, one of the things I do with families is when I'm working with let's say their child, whether it's a younger or teenager, adult child, I actually have the parents, we talk about it first. And I suggest, I invite the parent to stay in the session when I'm working with their child, as long as they both agree. And the deal is the parent actually has to remain silent during the entire session. And what happens is they really get, they get double coaching because what happens is inevitably like 99% of the time, whatever belief I'm supporting their child in transforming, it's a belief that the parent has also carried probably for decades. So they get to do the inner work while I'm working with their child. So they kind of get like two sessions in one, but I find that it really supports the whole family in transforming some of those beliefs that don't serve anymore. Right. And, and oftentimes we've carried these beliefs from generation to generation to generation. Yeah, they're, and they're not even our own, right? Like, get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah well, for that's sure. Awesome. Those are really amazing, like amazing programs that I think uh, most of the moms listening in today can relate to the 4S that you're probably very familiar with right now. And if you can relate to those 4Fs, that probably means that you should probably spend some more time on yourself, <laughs> having some more pleasure in your life, connecting more, having some more freedom to do those things and give yourself permission to do that. And if you want to find out more about Virio and her programs, uh, you can check out pleasurecoachvirio.ca and Virio is spelled V-I-R-E-O. So has Virio told me how to pronounce her name. It's like Virio like Cheerio. <laughs> and I, that's always stuck with me since you told me that. Makes awesome. it easy to pronounce your name. <laughs> Anywhere else you'd like to send people, Virio, to find out more information and to connect with you? Yeah, it, this is for the moms in particular, women in particular, is I have a women-only Facebook sisterhood group. It's called Sacred Pleasure Path Sisterhood. Sacred Pleasure Path Sisterhood. And I have uh, weekly, I'm on there on Fridays. I have a flirty fun Friday. So just to bring more playfulness into your life for yourself and sometimes with your intimate partner, it's an amazing space where women feel that they can talk about things that just have to do with us as women. And it's in a really safe, secure, sacred space. And then I often announce, like I have uh, an upcoming event that I delayed a little bit because I was taking care of myself and family and putting myself first. So that's coming as well. And that one is called five secrets, five hot secrets to reignite desire and reconnect 
in your intimate relationship. So that's coming um, next month. There's events that I, I uh, host and post in our Sacred Pleasure Past Sisterhood. So that's also a great resource. And I bring in guests. I bring in guests also into the group that are there to support as well. So awesome. That sounds great. And it looks sounds like that's the place for people to go and connect. So again, it's the, the Facebook group is called Sacred Pleasure Past Sisterhood on Facebook. So you should go in there so you can get notified when Furio's got some events or retreats coming up and you can get connected with her world and her work. So Virio, thank you so, so much for being with us here today. You've brought us such an important reminder to really take care of ourselves and fill up our cups so we can be the best version of who we are and also reignite that connection and playfulness into our relationships, whether it be intimate or with our kids and our family or wherever else we are in the world. So thank you so much, Virio for being with us. Any last words for our parents today? Yeah, I think the last one I would love to say is that pleasure is not dessert. Pleasure is actually your birthright. And pleasure, one of the things that most of us don't know, because I didn't learn it till I was 55 years old, so five years ago, is that pleasure actually nourishes your vital organs. So your spleen, your pancreas, your stomach, your lungs, your kidneys, your master glands and your brain, your pineal gland, your pituitary gland. We have way too much adrenaline, cortisol pumping through our bodies that of course wreaks havoc on all of our areas of health from our physical body to our mental. So just to stop putting pleasure on the shelf for yourself and for your family, that it's actually vital. It's absolutely vital. And I do want to say thank you so much. I love the title of Blissful Parenting. I love that you're bringing that. And I love the conversations that you have brought to the table. And I wish I would have had your Blissful Parenting back when my children were little. So thank you for all the work that you do and bringing so many amazing tools to parents on the planet right now. So thank you so much, Michelle. You are so welcome. Thank you for being a part of our mission to help a million families have a more blissful life. So thank you so much for your today. Thank you, blissful parents out there. Stay tuned again. We're going to come to you with another episode soon. So stay tuned. We'll be there and hope to see you soon. In the meantime, go out there and do something for yourself today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.